Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders, where I help women in entry-level roles grow their confidence and advance their career. Today, you are in for a special treat. I've got a two-part training that is going to help you confidently ask for a raise. This is a two-part series because I want to make sure there is an actual break between the two episodes. Episode 30 is by far my most popular episode, and it talks about how to confidently ask for a raise, but I've raised that up a notch. So if you are coming back and you have listened to that episode from back in the day, I am here to provide even more thorough feedback, guidance, and suggestions for you to confidently ask for a raise. It's a perfect time preparing for this when heading into the end of the year where likely you might have some performance reviews. In today's episode, it's replaying a video series, so keep that in mind as you are listening along, and I would highly recommend to click the link in the show notes, enter your email in order to get the email template that's going to tell you exactly what you can share in regards to asking for a raise, as well as conversation starters to help you feel more confident in starting that conversation with your leader. And then there are two pages full of notes that will help keep you on track as you are listening either to the audio version or to the video version. You'll want to be somewhere where you can actually take notes instead of driving in your car or doing whatever errand you are currently doing. During this, you are going to go through an exercise to reflect on your role and how you've grown since starting in your position. You'll have a clear understanding of what you were hired to do and clearly see the additional responsibilities you've taken on. You'll gain self-awareness of what you've taken on for responsibilities and projects as well as how you're performing in your role. You'll also recognize what you can start doing to prepare for the highest raise right now. You'll have everything written out clearly to help you see why you deserve that raise. It's easy to see when it's all written out and organized. If you share your email over on the link in the show notes, that will give you access to an email template as well as conversation starters and tips to start the discussion with your leader. And you'll feel confident in having this conversation around asking for a raise and having that black and white data showing you why you deserve it. So let's jump into that video series, and I am so excited for you to show up confidently to ask for that raise. Now, there are a couple of things I want you to consider before you're going to have this conversation with your leader, and one of those things is considering the time that you've been in your position. Now, all of the advice I give, I say take it as a grain of salt and choose what's going to be best for you. Having some self-awareness is extremely important. It's one of the pillars in my coaching that I talk about often in my podcast because you need to know if the advice that you're receiving in any way that you're taking in content is going to be helpful for you specifically or learning how you can adjust that content and apply it to what you are doing in your day-to-day career. So keep that in mind while you are watching these videos because I want this to be most beneficial for you and I'm going to give you different advice and you decide what's going to be most helpful for you. 
Now, if someone came in here and tuned into this training and followed it to the T, it might not work out that well because they didn't consider, oh, well, I've only been in my position this long, or maybe I haven't been performing very well. So maybe, you know, I need to work on that first before asking for a raise. So wanted to give that as an initial preface that take this and adjust it based on where you're at in your career. A couple of things I want you to consider in the beginning is how long have I been with this company? So let's have a sheet of paper with you if you want, and you can take some notes or write it down on a notepad on your computer or on your phone, whatever is best for you. Uh, taking some notes because I am going to have some time for you to reflect specifically on your job role and responsibilities. Uh, but first and foremost, how long have you been with your company? What do you currently make? Do you have conversations with other coworkers on what they make in their position? How long have they been with the company? What has their progression looked like? And this is why it's important to have really good friendships within the workplace to where you can feel comfortable having those conversations around pay. It's not something that should be so looked down upon, in my opinion, but uh, get comfortable with some friends in the workplace and see if you can discuss, hey, where are you at? Where am I at? Uh, and figuring out what are they doing that I might not be doing and how could I start doing some of those things so that I can be more eligible for that next pay increase. That's a great opportunity to start there and then continue to grow. So depending on where you're at, you might not be ready to have this conversation about a pay increase, but I want you to feel confident about how you're going to proceed with this conversation. So it's not something like, oh, I hope my boss gives me a pay raise at the end of the year or I hope at the beginning of the new year, or what does that look like as time keeps going on? So if we don't have a plan in place, and sometimes our leaders aren't very proactive about saying, hey, we don't have a formal process, but I want to give this person a raise, maybe they aren't very aware of how that can work within their company. So it depends on where you're at in that realm as well. One thing I will know is that depending on what type of company you work at, whether it be a very well-established company, maybe it's been around for 20 years or more, sometimes they have processes in place where you get a certain raise or a pay increase once per year it's evaluated. Other companies, especially startups, are going to be a little bit different because you might get a pay increase because you did really well on a project or you've been taking on a lot of additional responsibilities compared to your team members. So that could be a one-off situation. And honestly, I really love those ones because that really is extremely tied to your performance and the impact that you're making at that company. I love startups for that reason because there's a little bit more flexibility, but uh, sometimes that kind of more stable environment you have a little bit more predictability as well about what factors into those pay increases each year or each cycle whenever those happen. That's the first step is thinking, where am I at? How long have I been here? And what am I looking for? What have I been doing? So that next step kind of leans into where am I at in my performance? 
are their goals set for your company and your position? What does that look like? Are you exceeding those goals? Are you meeting them? Are you maybe working on improving them? What does that look like? Again, self-awareness is huge here because if you go in and ask for a raise and you're performing at a subpar level, that might not come off very well. You could be seen or perceived as having a lack of self-awareness, and then that could create other perceptions which could potentially damage your opportunities with this company if you think, oh, I should for sure get a raise. Like other people get raises around this time. Why shouldn't I? Which if you're thinking that way, that's a great place to start and then figuring out, okay, let's talk about this. Let's write things down. Let's determine where we're at in this process and how we can start having those conversations. So the next step would be considering, hey, how was my relationship with my current leader? Do I feel comfortable approaching my leader to say, hey, what does it look like for me to potentially get a raise here? I want to plan in advance. What is that going to look like? What could I do to prepare to be most eligible for that highest percentage or that highest amount uh, of a raise? What could I be doing now? Again, having these conversations well in advance is more helpful than having them closer to the deadline or the time frame when they are going to be reviewing your uh, pay. But again, having the conversation at any point is better than not having it at all. So you're in the right place of starting somewhere. This will give you a lot of different directions and things to consider when approaching your leader about this conversation. Do you feel comfortable talking to your leader and having that conversation around pay? That's the first kind of thought around that relationship with your leader because we'll kind of get to more of that later on about the actual conversation piece. But what's your relationship like? Could you discuss what reviews look like? Do you have a formal review process? Is that what leads to potential pay increases? And again, preparing as much as possible in advance. All right. So once you've gone through those first few steps thinking, okay, this is how long I've been here. These are the things that I'm doing as far as performance. I am performing at a higher level or, okay, these are some things I could work on, but I'm doing really well here. Again, it's going to have a roadmap of a direction that you can head in that's going to help you. You're only going to go up from here no matter where you're at. So you're, again, in a good space to be in this training today. And then how is your relationship with your leader? Do you feel comfortable having that conversation? Is your relationship with your leader not so great? Because unfortunately, that can lead to not getting a great pay increase based on your own leader's perception of how you're performing on your team, which can be a struggle if you really enjoy the company that you're working with, but you and your boss don't get along very well. That can sometimes be a struggle. And I've been there myself. It's figuring out how you can work best with your leader. We can dive into that on another episode or another training, but do the best you can to figure out how to work best with your leader so that you have the best chances of potentially changing leaders or potentially uh, promoting off of that team to someone else who might be a little bit of a better match for you 
and your work style, whatever that looks like. All right, so we've gotten to a point where you've gone through those things. Now, I want you to be writing down specifically, what was your job description when you got hired? If you have a copy of that, even better, uh, pull it up, print it out. If not, going forward, anytime you're applying to new positions, I always screenshot the job description or copy and paste into a document because I want to know what the job description was when I was hired and the things that I'm doing to take on additional tasks and responsibilities as I go. Especially for women in the workplace where we think, oh, you know, I'm doing some things. I don't feel like I'm doing a lot of extra stuff. You don't realize that until you start writing it down, which we're going to do here in a second. I want you to obtain a job description. So whether that's maybe it's asking your HR department, maybe it's asking your leader, let's get a copy of that job description if possible. If not, no worries. You can write down what your daily job responsibilities are, uh, maybe what things you do weekly, what are things you do monthly. If you're in an entry-level role, this might be very similar to other team members and you might be feeling like, well, I don't really do a whole lot of different things in a month-by-month or a week-by-week. It's very repetitive day-by-day and that's okay as well. Write down as much as you can for your current job description. And then you're going to write down as much as you can about your job description when you were hired. So that's the maybe challenging part if you're reflecting back. Maybe it's been a year since you've worked for this company or nine months or what have you. It might be hard to write down what were those initial job responsibilities and what am I taking on in addition to that? So we can kind of break it down and you can figure out where do things go in these different areas uh, as we progress. It doesn't have to be perfect. The biggest thing is getting all of the information out there on on your paper or on your uh, computer notes, whatever way you want to keep track of that, uh, writing it all down and then adding what you have taken on since then. So what are some additional responsibilities? Do you run additional reports for your leader? Do you run a certain team meeting? Do you mentor other team members? Whether or not that is something that is assigned to you or something you have proactively done, you can still put that in that category. Mentor other new team members or uh, mentor team members who are struggling with X, Y, or Z, right? For me, when I was an entry-level team member, that's where I really focused on not only becoming the expert on our help center, because we had so much that we couldn't memorize per se, but I was really good at memorizing the different paths on how to get to a particular solution or an article. And so a lot of people, not just from my team, but from other teams would reach out to me and say, hey, where is this procedure again? And I would be able to link them exactly on where they needed to go. And that helped me stand out as a leader amongst my peers because I was helping them find the information they needed to provide a better customer experience that was quicker than what they would have done on their own. I also mentored people who were struggling. Uh, there was an option for us to sell insurance policies for vacations, and that is something that I got really good at. So how did I have those conversations? How could I mentor other team members? And I volunteered 
that to those different leaders saying, hey, this is what I'm good at. This is how I can help your team. So that was part of it. So think of things like that. It doesn't have to be extravagant. You didn't have to make some huge impact on the company to be doing these additional tasks. Uh, Write those down. Things that were added on as a consistent, ongoing task. What do those look like? That could also be, hey, we were trained on this and I started doing this in a day-to-day. We also expanded into this area. So then I had to learn these things. It's helpful to track that because oftentimes we think, oh, well, on the job, like you're learning, you're growing, you're expected to do all these things. While that's true, it still helps to paint a picture at the time that you're doing your end of year review or when you're going to proactively advocate for a raise to talk about all of these things that you're doing and ask. It's always better to ask than to not ask and hope that it will come or hope that people notice, right? You're going to write down those daily or anything that you've learned along the way that you're doing in a day-to-day. What are things that you specifically do that other people aren't? So in my previous example, where I was uh, teaching people how to sell those insurance policies, that wasn't something that everyone was doing. So I could mark a little star next to that, that that was something I did that not many other people were doing. Next, you are going to add a section where you're going to write down any short-term projects that you've worked on. So think about something that you might have worked on for a few months. Maybe it's something that was ongoing for six months or more. What is a project that you have helped out on in some way, shape, or form? What what did that look like? What did that consist of? What were you responsible for? What did you help uh, making an impact? What was the impact that you had while being on that committee, on that team? What are those things? This could be volunteer communities. Were you helping uh, mentor in a different way? Were you volunteering? Were you spending time uh, volunteering with your company? You could always put that down there as well. Anything that's in addition that wasn't ongoing can be listed in the projects or short-term work that you have done. Maybe that's pulling certain types of reports. Maybe that's creating a type of spreadsheet that your company now uses or all of their different reports on a certain type of area. You definitely want to write that down because while it maybe only took you a few days, a week, maybe a month in preparation for it, it's something that made an impact because it's still being used today. That's very helpful. In regards to those help articles I mentioned, do you help write those for your team? Uh, What does that look like? Because again, that might not be ongoing. That might be a short-term project where you're thinking, okay, hey, these are all the areas I recognize that we didn't have articles on and the rest of the team was really confused on how to proceed with these tasks or these procedures. I went in and created the standard operating procedure for these different things and they are still being used today. So again, writing those down. As far as projects and anything that you have that is not ongoing, but maybe short, shorter term, because this again is where companies might get away with not giving you a raise because they think, 
okay, well, they did that short term and it was great. They made a lot of impact, but it wasn't a long-term project. I know I ran a training department for a little over a year and I had my company say, well, it wasn't, it was a project. It wasn't necessarily something that you were owning long-term. So that was their uh, rebuttal to say, well, what does a raise look like if you're not doing this ongoing? Uh, so that's when I advocated for a bonus. Okay, so if I'm doing these shorter term projects, in addition to my current workload, where I am performing well, okay, so then what does that look like? Okay, if I can't get a raise because you think that these projects are, are shorter lived, that's when you're going to for sure want to keep track of these going forward. But you're going to want to advocate for a end of year bonus or at any point in your career, maybe it's a June and you're listening to this and you say, yeah, I've taken on a lot of projects in the last year and I have been told that I'm not getting a raise because they're just different projects going on. This is your moment to ask for that bonus in conjunction with the work that you have done because that's not it wasn't written into your original job description. And if it is going to be written into your job description, they say, oh, well, we'll add that to your job description. Okay, great. Then let's talk about a pay raise instead of a bonus, you know, bringing it back to that. So I want you to take some time. However long it takes, I'm going to stop this video so that you can take some time to reflect and take as much time as you want. This is very important uh, as a foundation to start with your original job description adding on any responsibilities that you've done ongoing since the initial hire day or since your last raise. And then you're going to add on those ongoing or sporadic projects so that you are aware of all the different things that you are doing. All right, so start working on that. And then when you're done, come back to the next video. All right, that wraps up part one of this series. I hope you are feeling more confident already in asking for that raise and having the awareness of all of the things that you're doing in addition to the role that you were initially hired on to do. Stay tuned for the next episode that will walk you through the next part of confidently asking for a raise and again having access to those templates to ensure that you feel fully supported from start to finish in this conversation. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes if you haven't already to have access to these additional templates. See you on the next episode.